Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to the Rangers Rabo Academy Review. Tonight I'm joined by Kerr. How's it going, mate? I'm all right. Well, yourself? Aye, all good, mate. Um, okay, we'll just jump straight into the action. Obviously, there's quite a bit to talk about. We usually try and kind of keep the pod to half an hour, but obviously if there's questions there, then we'll try our best to answer them. Um, we'll just kind of go over some of the recent results for the B team, and then we'll obviously discuss guys like Tony West and Charlie McCann and some other players. Um, so some of the recent results since we did our last pod, um, Rangers unfortunately lost 2-0 to East Stirlingshire. It wasn't a great performance that day. Dumbarton and in the end, East Stirlingshire deserved their win. Um, um, they played a friendly game against Cowden Beef, which resulted in a 5-1 Rangers win. Goals for Juan Alegria, Charlie McCann, Cole McKinnon, and two goals from trialists. Um, the next game was Gretna away. My first trip to Gretna in that stadium, it was certainly some something different, shall we say. Did you go to the outlet as well while you were doing there? <laughs> it's, it's one of those places, like, I don't think I would ever have went to Gretna if it wasn't for the football, so it was just kind of one of those places that, like, you've got it. I've been there years ago when Gretna were playing in the leagues. Is it still the same stadium they play in? Basically, mate, aye. aye. I mean, they've, I mean, like, they've got a big stand behind the goals. They've got a tiny stand at the side, and then it's just, like, standing anywhere else. Right. Um, on the day we won 5-1, Juan Alegria, who should have had about five goals that day, but didn't have his kind of shooting boots on. Uh, Kane Richie Hosler, Ross McCausland, Greg Allen, and the man we're probably going to talk about quite a bit during this pod, Tony Weston. Um, next up, it was Broomhill away. That game was at Alloa on the Astro. Yep. Uh, that finished 2 off into Rangers, Aaron Lyle and Juan Alegria. Um, we then had a week in a run of Glasgow Cup games. It was a 9 nothing victory over Clyde. Um, that was probably one of our best performances of the season in terms of quality. Uh, double for Tony Weston, a double for Cole McKinnon, a double for Charlie Lindsay, and then goals for Aaron Lyle, Ross McCausland, and a really good finish for Darren McAnally. And then, obviously, as most people would have seen at the weekend there, the Glasgow Cup tie, Celtic won, Rangers won, um, and there was some strike for Charlie McCann for anybody that's obviously yeah, seen the goal. And then, obviously, just yesterday, um, it was another Glasgow Cup game, and it was Rangers 2, Queen's Park Now, Officially, that was Queen's Park's home game, but they actually reversed the fixture to play it at the training ground, um, and that finished 2-0. Tony Weston with his two goals off the bench. Um, so let's kind of jump into Tony Weston. If anybody's got any comments... Let us know. We'll obviously try and react to as many of them as we can. We'll try and answer any questions that people hit towards us as well. So, Tony Weston, care. what's your impression of Tony? Obviously, he scored a lot of goals this year for the B team. Is that enough to get a call-up to the first team to maybe even be on the bench? I don't think so. And that's not because he's against the lad. I think he's scoring tons of goals, which is a very difficult thing to do, no matter where you're playing football or what level. Scoring goals, so... I think it's just because I don't think we'll get it. I don't think Gio will blood too many youngsters at the same time. I give too many youngsters at the same time a chance. I don't see any reason for him not to be on the bench, 
but even if he was, I don't I don't think we come on unless we were actually really, really lone strikers. And even then, I think Gio would do something different. Uh, I think he's best going out and loan somewhere to maybe another team in the SPL or maybe Championship. He's only he's playing all in league, and I think I've only seen him a couple of times. I know you see him quite a lot. I think he's about five seven, isn't he? He's not yeah. the biggest. Uh, he's small. He's nippy. He's stocky. He'll get you goals. But I think he needs to maybe cup against players week in week out, maybe in the championship, just to get used to that kind of level, and then yeah. see where he goes from there. But like Stephen Kelly down. I know Stephen never. He's away now for Rangers. He's alone at uh, Salford. But it's difficult for him because you would love to see the boys who are playing well in the youth academy team coming up to the first team. Yeah. But some may not be ready. Some may be ready, but. Like Alec Lowry be said, it's been the right place at the right time because as a club, Rangers, we're not going to blood too many at one time and it's just sad. But I know we chased Tony, didn't we, for a we period did. of time because he was at Blackpool and there was a big coup for us at the time because a few other teams were interested. So they must see something in him. So obviously, you're sending him out and loan for a season, see how he does, and if he comes back and he's still scoring goals out and loan, there's not really any, there's not really any other reason you can say that we can't give him a chance. We'll touch up one of the questions here for CGM. He says, what do you guys make of Allegria? I know he's at Partick Thistle now, but I'm not sure about him. Eh, I've actually seen him for Thistle. <laughs> well, so I, I, think, I, think, I think the thing with Juan is, I think he can be quite frustrating when you watch him. I think one of the criticisms that I've heard some people make is that he goes to ground too easily, that maybe he doesn't take the contact well. And in Scottish football you know, like contacts this part of the game, basically. Yeah. Um, and I think at times he misses too many chances compared to somebody like Tony, who's pretty lethal in front of goal. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what his kind of shots-to-goal ratio is, but I would imagine it's pretty impressive over the season. One, I mean, like even just that Gretna game, for instance, Juan had something like four or five chances in the first half, and he only took one of them. He should have had at least a half-trick because... The other two chances were laid on a plate for him, to be perfectly honest with you, but he just didn't take them. I don't know if it's maybe just like a lack of concentration or maybe just Disney sort his feet out quick enough. Maybe that'll come with more development. Um, I did feel as though maybe in his mind, maybe he didn't feel that playing in the Lowland League was where he wanted to be. So maybe Rangers have seen that and that's why, you know, like the loan to party Thistle has came about. What did you make him when you seen him play for Partick Thistle? Looked a bit raw, to be fair, but he was yeah. getting the positions. He never scored. He, he came off as a sub late on the second, in the second half, but a few times he held the ball well at times, but other times, like you said, he was a wee knocking the back and he would lose the ball. He wasn't keeping it in his body. And, yeah. But this is going to help him being at Thistle because Thistle are a decent side in the Championship. They don't lose many goals and they have a lot of possession going forward, so I think being a club like this, so we'll, we'll probably find that a few months there will be a vast learning curve for him and rather playing the Lowland League, to be fair. And I think he might come back. But I was going back about a player, he has played in the Lowland League. You can see he's got some ability about him, Willie. You see, like I said, he still looks a bit raw, but I think uh, he'll bulk up because what age is he? 17, 18? One. Uh-huh. Pipe man's like 19 quarter for 20, mate. Yeah, I mean, he's not the youngest. He has a big, bulky guy, so I think being at this was going to help him. And hopefully, he learns and he knows what it takes to play the first team. And it can only help for Rangers if he comes back and 
see you get a taste of being at Thurston coming back and say, yeah, I want a taste of this at Rangers. It's only going to help us as a club. No, look, and, and here's another question for CGM. What's Tony Weston's best position? I've seen him off him and a better finisher than Sakala. Um, yeah, look, I think Tony's obviously kind of shown his versatility this year. He has played wide where he's scored goals quite frequently. My personal opinion is I think he's best right through the middle of the pitch. I think he's quite a natural goal scorer. He has a real powerful shot on him. He doesn't really need to have a lot of backlift when he strikes a ball. So whenever he hits it, it's pure power. Yeah. Um, he scores all different types of goals as well. He scored he scored a terrific header in a game recently. I think it might have been against Clyde where the ball obviously came across. And instead of like sort of heading it like sort of towards the near post, which would have been a, a tougher header to be fair to him, he headed it back across the goalkeeper and he like he gave the goalkeeper no chance. But for a guy his height to actually get up that high and then put the header in, it was a really good finish. And he can obviously score with his right foot, his left foot. And he just seems to have an instinct. I mean, obviously, like, like a lot of people will look at the game against Queen's Park where Cedric had played whatever 60 minutes. And within three minutes, Tony had scored. But that was one of those ones where it was great play. And Tony's literally standing two yards out and he taps at home. Yeah. But I think the old adage is that McCoy's obviously made a career of it. It's been in the right place at the right time. And that's where Tony seems to have that knack. And I think I think when you've got somebody that has that knack of being in the right place at the right time, I think you've got to make the effort to try and you know, sort of progress him. Um, Tony's out of contract in 2023. He's always yeah. been here for a couple of years now. My kind of view would be that they would probably look to offer Tony a new deal, potentially maybe one year on top of what he's already got at the moment, and then send him out and loan to a championship club to see if he can replicate the goals. I mean, don't get me wrong, if he went and scored 35 goals in the championship, that would, you know, be a yeah. huge push then to get him into the Rangers first team. But even if Tony went there and scored 15 goals, that would still be a big push. Because when you look at the championship, if you score 15 goals over a 38-game season, that isn't bad going. you know. And I think Tony's capable of it, but I think it has to be the right team for Tony. Yeah, it does, it does, yeah. And I think that's like, like the difficulty we've had at times over the years with some of the loans, is that maybe it's not always worked out as well as we would have hoped for. Um, like Ben obviously going to Livingston at the start of this season he probably didn't get the the minutes he was hoping for and now he's out in loan at Rafe where he's playing week in week out now and he's now in the Challenge Cup final so, you know I think as you said prior to the pod sometimes you need that wee bit of luck and maybe one or two of the players haven't had that um, and that's just the nature of football, isn't it? Nathan get his break at the right time and he obviously get his opportunity. Yeah. Rangers have obviously made a lot of money off of Nathan leaving the football club, but for other kids, maybe, you know, the argument, I mean, this is one of the players we're, we're going to talk about, somebody like Leon King. Should Leon have had some more minutes given the injury problems we've had at centre-back in the last two months or so, Kerr? Maybe the, I think he should maybe play against Dylan to be fair. Even starting against Dylan, see how he goes. And if they have having problems, again, I mean, if he's on the bench, you would say we can even fling him on. Do you know why? Because Leon's a big talent. You can see he's got ability. You can see he's going to get better. And the type of lad that 
you can you just watch him, you can see he can find the Ranger team quite easily. Yeah. And if he's playing even beside somebody like Conor Golson, it's going to improve him as well. Come back, just come back briefly to Tony Weston. Don't know what you think, Molly, but it reminds me of Tony Cotty. Mm. Do you remember Tony Cotty? Very, very similar. Yeah, I'm old enough to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> always in the same position. He always he reads the game very well, mm. but he's always in that position inside the box, isn't he? Just when the ball just lands, he's always there to get it. And like you say, he doesn't have any bite lift when he strikes the ball. He keeps it low, but hits it very hard. Hits it sweet. I think he's a he's a making a very good goal scorer. So I just hope he gets a break. He gets and gets into our first team. But no, I think Leon there. You can see he's a bullet. You just hope it. It works out for him because obviously you know him better than I do and you watch him more than I have. But there's just something about some players you can tell when you watch them. They're going to improve and Leon's one of these guys. Even his organisation, and he's always talking to people and pointing where you should be. Just Even just stuff like that. Even in the warm-ups, he's talking to all these teammates. You can just see there's something there different with Leon King and there's a few other players there. Yeah, well, I think one of the big things we'll talk about, well, fact, we'll probably just talk about it now then since we're kind of on it. Obviously, we've got the game at Highbrooks coming up against Celtic in the Lone League in the 19th. For somebody like Leon, you know, there could be a big crowd at Highbrooks there that day. Is that a day where, like, somebody like Gio's sitting up in the stands and he'll watch that game and he'll see what kind of reaction he gets out of certain players on that day in terms of how they react if they go a goal behind, how they'll react if maybe the fans kind of get on a wee bit? Is that something that managers look for, even in a young player? They probably do, but, you know, yourself, every player goes through spells where they're not playing well, but a young player sometimes don't have to play with any fear anyway because they're just enjoying the occasion. I think it's when you get older you start to develop a bit of fear in your game in case you do make a mistake, but I think young guys don't do that because they're thrilled to be there and they just want to learn and putting in front of big crowds, that's all they want. So I think the new games, I think you should just, Joe will probably just sit and look at their talents. He'll be, he'll be on, but probably be looking at But some of the players in the team do deserve a chance. Some do deserve to be near the first team squad but as we know with Rangers they're not going to blood four or five players in one season because it's not a thing we do and it's a shame because only these guys we've mentioned it before if they're probably any other club apart from Rangers and the SPL they probably yeah. have a few appearances under that maybe like somebody like Alec Lowry would probably play half a season with St Man, maybe even last season with St Man, yeah. because he's that good and you feel sorry for him because he's come into the team the two games he's played, and he's not had a sniff really since. I don't come like against Annan, mm. but he's not really had a sniff since. And even against this, I'm sorry for Bon John here, but I was I watched the Celtic yeah. game, and even against Celtic, you could see when the way he took the ball and the way he went by players, he was heading the shoulders above some of his teammates, but also some of the players at Celtic as well. Yeah, I think that is a huge frustration. Um, if some of these guys were probably at other clubs, they would have already played a lot more football than what they've had at Rangers. And I think that's a fair argument. Um, and, it, and it would be interesting. I mean, like, so one of the things I would like to do is maybe have like, a discussion with Craig Mulholland or maybe some of the coaches at the end of the season to maybe kind of ask, you know, what is the next step for certain players? I know you obviously can't answer things like definitively because you don't know yeah. what can happen over a summer. It might be that a great loan comes in for somebody where they could go and play 50 games next season and that could be enough to then push them into the first team. But I kind of feel like somebody like Leon, if he'd been probably at any other Premier League club in Scotland, he would have probably started 20 or 30 games by now. Yeah. And the same with Alex, you know, he would have probably played that amount of games as well, just because of the ability the kids got. Um, and I think that's something that I'll always be criticising my Rangers, because maybe the, 
you know, the argument is that we need to win and we need to win now. And it's it sort of feels like we've been using that now for several years. And I get it, of course I do. I mean, I want to see Rangers win as much as anybody else does, but I also feel as though we don't want to be losing some of our most talented young players because we're not going to give them that opportunity to play. Because at the end of the day, you know, you've now got agents chapping on the door saying things like, well, if you're not going to play him, I could get him X amount of money down in England. Yeah. You know, and that's, I mean, that's the difference now. And, you know, even kids that support Rangers, at the end of the day, if somebody comes in and offers a ludicrous amount of money, it's hard to turn down, you know, that kind of, kind of chance. It might never happen again. You might end up getting a serious injury and you might then never get to that next level of the game. And that's kind of the nature of the beast, isn't it? Um, okay. And there's a wee question there as well for one of the guys. Next season, where does the B team go? As far as I'm aware, the lower league invite was for one season only. There's a bit of a rumour at the moment that potentially there's a second season in the Lowland League, but there's been that many things said this season that you just don't really know for certain. I mean, the options would probably be best versus best again, which Rangers have obviously done. Something that was actually reasonably successful in terms of like the quality of the opposition and what the players got out of those games. It doesn't look like the Reserve League is an option because Hibs have already basically come out and said that they're going to play friendly games in the main against England under 23 teams. Yeah. I think Hearts were potentially looking at that same option or to maybe try and get a, a team in like the West of Scotland League or something like that. So the Reserve League would seem as though it's done. So the only other fallback for Rangers would be to go back to the Lowland League and see if they would accept it for a second season. Obviously, things are are slightly different this time around because last season the argument was because of COVID there was only so many teams that were running a reserve team or a B team so Rangers and Celtic didn't really have anywhere to go so the Lowland League were you know like generous enough to offer you know the opportunity for Rangers and Celtic to go and play in it now obviously COVID's kind of you know away from us there's not that same reasoning behind doing it if you know what I mean so it would be interesting if if a second season did occur and as to what that would mean if it, if it's the same rules again for Rangers or Celtic or if they would allow us to maybe have somebody that drops out for the first team and needs minutes like I said to Kitten or like obviously in the last couple of games Matthijs Zukowski has obviously played the last couple of Glasgow Cup games um, well, I was going to ask you do you think the Lowland League the, the young guys are benefited for that or do you think they benefit, benefit more playing against maybe friendlies against English English teams under 23s? It's a tough one, to be honest, mate. It's one of those arguments that we could probably have for like half an hour. I think the Lowland League has helped some players. I think it's maybe helped some players when they leave Rangers that they'll get another club because there's been enough clubs watching the games. Right. So I think that will benefit some players. I think you could argue for players like maybe Kyle McClelland and Leon King and Cole McKinnon that they could have played at a higher level on loan than yeah. playing in the Lowland League. I think the other argument could have been that Rangers could have played a younger team in, in the Lowland League. The Celtic have played a reasonably young team in the Lowland League this season. Rangers have played more players like closer to the age range. 
So, like, you could have argued that we should have given more minutes to Greg Allen, who's 16 in the lower league. You could argue that we should have seen maybe more of Charlie Lindsay. Um, so these are always the arguments you'll have off the back of it. That's why I think at the end of the season it would be good to sit down with maybe like somebody like Craig Mulholland or maybe one of the coaches like Cameron Campbell or, or David McCallum and get their insight into how they feel the Lowland League season's been. Because there's always going to be criticism, let's be honest. Some people will say that the Lowland League isn't a high enough standard to properly test young players. Other people would say, well, the boys have gained playing against men because they wouldn't have got that in the reserve league playing against men and they wouldn't have been bullied in some games and yeah. they wouldn't have been such a physical kind of pounding in some games. Because some of the games this season, we have been kind of pushed about, but that was one of the reasons that I think was like the positive side of it, if you know what I mean. The negative side is some of the bigger, bigger victories, like kind of beating Vela even heavily and beating like Stirling Uni heavily. Um, do you really gain anything out of one in seven, eight, nine, nothing? I think you could argue not. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but for me, I think it's been a mixed bag, the Lowland League, but I'm sure other people will have a different opinion on that. I agree with you because I think it has helped some of the players physical, get more physical because they're against guys and they're getting maybe bullied. They're not up against as good as football players, but they're getting... Maybe harder tackles going to do against maybe in the reserve league. The English on twenty three league suffer from that because a lot of the games are not aggressive. They don't really tackle that much down there, so you don't want to go into a league like that either. Yeah. So I think there has to be a happy medium for these guys. But what's the reason they want to use a reserve league? It's just money, or clubs, the clubs and whatnot. I just don't think that some of the clubs have got enough players to put out a reserve team. I think is one of the issues, um, and then I think. On some of the other problems is like the games, you know, where do they play some of the games? Rangers have obviously got the training facility that they can use. For some of the other clubs, like maybe like a Kilmarnock or a Livingston, they would need to play the games at their stadium. And obviously that's yet again more games on Astro. Aye. Which I think was kind of one of the things that Rangers were trying to get away from. That was why Rangers wanted to play at Dumbarton this year, because it was right. a grass pitch. Right. And without being disrespectful, I don't, I don't think the Reserve League when it was kind of, what we could say, it was reinstalled almost, and they brought in these rules that you could play, I think it was like five first-team players. Nobody really ever did it. So, like, the whole, you know, like, coming up against men and having the physical element of the game, it never really came about. Um, And I think that's one of the arguments, you know, that the Reserve League now is probably kind of gone. You know, I... I don't know if it'll ever come back because clubs are able to do what Hibs are doing now, which is to link up and play all these games down in England against England under 23 teams. And because there's so many of them down there, you could arrange a friendly basically every week or every second week and either you go down there or they travel up here and you get a game. But then like, the argument on the other side of that is they're not competitive games. like They're not for three points. So do you get the same you know, like sort of competition almost yeah, in yeah. these games. And this yeah. is and this is where like you have the argument, you know. Now two players are going to ask you about because you watch them more regular than I do. One was Cole McKinnon. Because every yeah. time I every time I've seen the B team Cole McKinnon played really well. I like him as a player of it. He's a captain as well, isn't he? Well to feel like they've kind of passed it around a few times this season. You feel like I think like sort of Leon's been captain, Kyle's been captain, 
Robbie's been captain recently, <laughs> so they've all had a comeback. Right. I like Cole, but I don't know. He's in a position where Rangers, we have actually got a lot of players in that position in the first team yeah. as well, to be fair. But I like the way he plays. I think he's good on the ball. He moves the ball well. and I just like his style of football, I have to say. No, I'm a big fan of Coles. I mean, I think he's been right up there as one of our most consistent performers this year. Him and Robbie Fraser, for me, have probably been two of the most consistent. Coles has got a wee bit of everything. And kind of one of the things that maybe we've lacked this year is maybe that little bit of... Aggression. Aye, I was trying to find the right word there, because like these yeah, games, he likes a tackle. Yeah, he does go, and he's he's also a talented footballer. Yeah, some of his goals he scored this season from outside the box have been very, very good. He's also got that combative style, which not all of our midfield players have. Um, and I think yeah, again, that was kind of one of the names I picked out earlier. You could argue that Cole playing in the Lowland League really didn't help him because he'd already been out and loan at East Fife and he'd actually done quite well. So you could argue that dropping out of the Lowland League maybe didn't benefit him quite to the level that maybe it would have done with others. But I'm a big fan of Coles, and even if he doesn't make it at Rangers, I think Cole will go on to have a good career in football. And I think he is the sort of guy that if he's given the opportunity, he could probably come up and play at the... You know the top level in Scottish football, but he would probably maybe have to leave Rangers and maybe go to like a championship club and maybe yeah. play for a season or two and then maybe get that next move. But I do think Cole is good enough to be a good footballer if he's at Rangers or somewhere else. When I, mean, I see him, because I know he's not going to get in the Rangers, will not probably not bring him into the first team because I know what it, I know. I like we can maybe blood one or two, just the way things are, yeah. and it's a shame. But I look at him and I think. He'll be great with Livingston or something because that's the type of player that's box to box. He can put a tackle on, he can shoot. And I think it would be a shame if he had actually him because I think there's a lot of talent in there. And I think if he was around about the first team, he would be able to show what he's got because I think he can do more than just one thing. Well, I mean, anybody that comes to the game in the 19 for Ibrooks, watch out for Cole. You know, I know a lot of people will obviously talk about Tony, they'll talk yeah. about. Charlie McCann, but watch out for Cole. He's normally number eight. He loves a tackle, as Kerr's already pointed out. He's very combative. His ability to strike the ball for distance is very good. Like, very good. And he makes really good runs into the box. Nice box to box. I mean, he gets himself right around the pitch, and it's something that we've maybe been lacking at times, as we've not had many of those box-to-box players. It's It's been a criticism, so... Anybody that's going in the 19th will obviously do a pod maybe a day or two after that so we can get more people's views and insights into what they think. I know it might only be one game for some guys, um, but certainly I think a lot of the guys will love that game at Ibrox, you know. The fact the tickets are on sale again through the Rangers website, hopefully we can get a really good crowd and, and get a good backing for the lads at Ibrox. I just feel cold on these guys well. You don't really hear a lot about them. Because no. maybe people don't think he's technically very good or he maybe doesn't score enough goals, but he does a lot of the side of the game. Maybe, I'm not saying fans don't appreciate we do, but his teammates appreciate him more because there's a lot of dirty work. And that's what I like in a player. He gets about, he wins the ball back, he gets the ball moving, he gets forward, he'll have a dig, but he never stops moving and he's constantly... Yeah. And I don't mean he just runs for the sake of it. He runs because he wants to do something. Do you know what I mean? I just like he reminds me. I keep going. I keep comparing players, but that's what I kind of want to do. But he reminds me of Jason Holt. No, as in like 
I'm not saying Jason Holt's a bad player, but just the way he plays, he's everywhere. But he yeah. does. It, but you can see he puts in a lot of work, but he also puts in a lot of quality. Because yeah, he can he pass does. a ball, he can strike a ball, he can tackle, he can he can defend, he can attack. I mean, when, when the B team are under attack at times, he's one of the first that gets behind the ball to get the team ready for, like, we have to defend us. Do you know what I mean? But he's also, when, the, when they're counter-attacking, he's on his... He's off skiing, he's ready to get up the park as well. So that's what I like about him, he's everywhere. No, I'm a big fan of Cole. I mean, anybody that's asked me about Cole this year, it's all been positive. You know, I'm a, I'm a really big fan of his. And See, I do think whatever Cole does in the future, he'll, he'll go on to have a good career in football. That, I've got absolutely no doubt. We're just going to touch on some of the 18s results recently. Um, since the last pod, there was a 2-1 defeat at Hamilton. Um, we actually didn't play that well, to be honest, that day at Hamilton. Just never seemed to get going. Made a lot of mistakes. Lost a couple of poor goals from our perspective. They made a final victory against Celtic. A Tyler Pasnick hat-trick. I don't know if the goals are actually online anywhere, but uh, Tyler scored three pretty good goals against Celtic. The first one in particular was was a top-drawer finish. And then, obviously, the Scottish Youth Cup semi-final at Hibs Training Ground where Rangers won 4-2. I think that was like Hibs' first defeat of the season in League or Cup. Um, lost a penalty within about three minutes, so you're thinking, here we go again, you know, because we'd already lost twice at Hibs training ground this season in the 18s league. Um, but then Rangers showed real bite, you know, real character. Charlie Lindsay got his back in the game with a really nice finish. We then went 2-1 behind him, a sloppy passer in the middle of the pitch. And uh, Josh O'Connor, uh, Gary O'Connor's boy, Struck it for about 30 yards and it crashed in off the post for 2-1. Second half, we made some changes. Uh, Mackenzie Strachan came on for Darren McAnally. And then a little bit later, James Graham and Kevin Kiabataru come on. And all three of the subs really made a good impact. James Graham scored the equaliser. And Robbie Ewer scored the third and the fourth goals to send us through to the final against Hearts. I don't think the actual cup final date's been confirmed yet, but once it is, we'll put it out. Hopefully, we can get a big crowd at Hamden, obviously supporting the lads that night, because it would be great for them. And yeah, again, another experience that might love for a lot of these kids forever, care. You know, like that opportunity yeah. to play at Hamden probably doesn't come about that often in your career. No, I always remember going to Hamden to see Rangers years ago. I think it was it was a young team, I can't remember if it was just the academy, I can't remember back then, but we won it. John Fleck played really well, and that kind of put him into everybody's kind of highlights, didn't he? Because when Fleck was coming through, everybody thought he's the next best thing. Obviously, it didn't work out for John, but he's doing well now down in England. But it's good to go and see young guys because these are some of the players you're hoping seeing you see in the Rangers first team sooner rather than later. Because even if you don't, it's just good to go and see. Maybe you say the guys like to play in front of fans, they like to be better cheer from the side of the park and. It's always a good game anyway, you go. It can just, these guys aren't playing. They're playing because they enjoy it. They're not playing for anything as in money-wise. And they just go to play. They're playing for the jersey. And every time anybody plays Rangers, it's always a fierce game. Because you're wearing the Rangers top, so everybody wants to beat you. I mean, that's an interesting one for you see, James. Sounds like Cole's a wee bit of Ryan Jack. He has got a wee bit of Ryan Jack. Yeah, he's got that combative pressure. I mean, in a lot of ways, if you're looking at somebody maybe just like the age group above, Cole's probably a little bit like Ben Williamson in that, you know, they enjoy that physical side of the game, but they've also got, like, other parts to their game that show their quality. And I think maybe that's one of the things that, like, a lot of people miss with some of the younger players. 
yeah, look, you can be combative and physical, but like to be at Rangers, you've got to have other things about you. You've got to be able to pass the ball. You've got to be able to get box to box. You've got to be able to maybe be that little bit creative, add some goals. That's where Cole's got a little bit of everything. Yeah. And that's why he very rarely has missed out on the start of loving this year for the B team, to be honest. He has basically been a mainstay for that team the entire season. Um, we'll just see if there's any other questions here. We said, Ethan's last two games, they get hooked. Think his time up is at Rangers. I mean, I wasn't at the game against Celtic. I was working. Um, but certainly the game against Queen's Park, nothing really seemed to work for him. He had a couple of nice touches to link up the play. Um, he had a really great chance in the first half where I think all he had to do was just kind of open his body up and he would have probably scored. Um, in the second half, there was a couple of passes that come through. He just didn't control very well or that the ball ran away from him. Um, I get that it must be tough for first-team players to like drop into these kind of games because maybe they feel as though they shouldn't be there. But it doesn't look great when like sort of Tony's on the pitch three minutes and he scores. No, and no. no, no. You know, and I think and I think that's one of the things that like a lot of supporters pick up on. But yeah, look, Cedric probably hasn't done enough in these two games in the Glasgow Cup. And I think the worry would be that is he going to get many chances for the first team between now and the end of the season? And the answer to that's probably no. So yeah, it's not been great for Cedric. It'll be interesting to see what the summer brings. Um no, I think his time's up now. I'm giving me a lot of thought in the comments here. I think Atten's time at Rangers is up. I think you know that before he even came back for his own spell. Yeah. But if he gets called back into the first team, I think it would be a, a shame it wasn't Tony Mason because Tony's proved he should be ahead of him at this moment in time. Yeah. Because Atten's really done in the Rangers shirt. Tony's doing all he can. So at least take him into the first team squad and even let him train there or put him on the bench because... You don't know what could happen. What somebody says, if he doesn't score, we weren't expecting it. But if he does score, you want to watch. So, and he's a he's a young guy, and he could be the future with us. Cedric's going to be away in the summer, isn't he? Yeah, it certainly would kind of start to point towards that. Um, let's kind of move on to Charlie McCann. He's also another guy we want to kind of touch right. on a little bit. Obviously, the news has broke today that Charlie's decided to commit his allegiance to the Republic Island to Northern Ireland. Obviously, that's a in Scotland, that's a story, obviously. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, what have you made of Charlie this season when you've seen him? And obviously the fact the club paid a decent fee for Charlie or a fee that could rise up to a decent fee. Um, is he one player that you think you would expect to see getting some first-team action next season? Or is he another one that maybe a loan down to England to see how he does before he comes back and makes it in the first team? I think... Charlie himself we want to push to the first team squad next season. I think he has to because looking at him, he has a really talented boy and he and he's dynamic at going forward and he just when he gets a ball, people sit and take note because he's he's got a good bit of pace about him. He does get forward well, he's tricky, he's skillful. Yeah. He's quite he's strong as well on the ball, he doesn't get and he's got really good balance. Yeah. Defensively, I'm not really sure. I'm not sure see him can he just couple like Ranger like I see when you're watching the B team, there's players there who can defend. So I think Charlie's mostly forward wise, but I think he should be looking at a first team squad next season because I think he's got the ability to be. He has to prove it to the, the coaches and stuff, but I think he has to be well. Like he's, we chased him, you know, not back in New Deal at Manchester United to come to Rangers. So kind of it tells you where Charlie himself wants to be. And I don't think he's going to come to us 
and then maybe say that you get loaned out to somebody else or mm-hmm. our season the B team. I think he's saying no one in that first team squad. And I think players like Alec Lowry and Charlie McCann should be in about a first team squad. And if they get a game and they prove they're good enough, I don't see any reason, reason why you've dropped them. I know we've only spoke about Alec, but mm-hmm. he's played two games and he's not looked out of place, but he's not really been given a sniff apart from Annan. I think mm-hmm. it's quite harsh on the boy because. I mean, I didn't expect him to come into the first team. I thought it had been a long time, but as soon as he got that chance, he's never let anybody down. And you know him better than I do, but he is a quality footballer. And I think if he comes in, Charlie McCann or Alley, and he play well, why should they be dropped for somebody else? Just because they're older, more professional football players. You, you play well, you keep the shot. That's where, that's where Rangers have to look at it. I don't want to go out and spend maybe three or four million pounds because yeah. we're not, we've not got a lot of money. If we've got guys we can use sitting in the... Academy, because I maybe used maybe years ago I would say like we're just going by somebody that's maybe yeah, ready to play. I say I might be bringing something and not to play, but I'll at least took his chance. He's not put a foot wrong. So if Charlie McCann can do the same, I don't see any reason why the two of them shouldn't have been about a first team squad. There's one to see. Um, so we're thinking of Charlie McCann as a replacement for our field. Um, we've got Chris Stewart who says he's silky and can score from distance. Um, Paul McGarrigo has got think we Charlie as a cracking wee player he's got a wee bit of everything and Luke Weston who is also kind of a relative of Tony's uh, <laughs> you tell Tony that he owes me some money for all the positivity that I've put out tonight all right, you can let him know that one um, it's interesting I mean that was kind of one of the things like Gio had lost a wee bit of trust when he obviously pulled out a 50-50 I mean is that something that managers look at when In a game, if you pull out of a tackle, is that something that you look at as a manager and think maybe you should have done that? Or do you just kind of, you know, like the game is over, we were already comfortable at that point? Is that something you like sort of think about? Managers might do, coaches might do, you see, teammates might say, unless you you shot yourself there, but he's only a young guy, maybe then he want to get injured, but we don't know what's going through his mind there. End of the day, all the fans are on the side of the park saying, why didn't you go through him? Why didn't you tackle? But we don't really know. but you don't like to see players put on attack. I know Borner's done it a few times and you get a bit of criticism. Alex is young, maybe a few more first-team games under his belt when he do it. I think he just knew he didn't want tackled and he didn't want injured, I mean. So maybe that's why he pulled out or you said because the game's won, he's thought, I don't really need to go in and get that. But I shouldn't be that attitude, but we don't really know. But it's no reason to say, I don't want to use him again because you know yeah. what he can offer you. I think that's the thing. I mean, obviously... When you watch a game of football, there's probably like 10 times in a match that maybe a player could go in a bit more full-blooded and maybe won a tackle, but instead maybe you make the decision to not do it, especially because you don't want to get booked as a midfield player early on in a game. So there's always a lot of ifs, buts and maybes in a lot of these games. To me, when I've watched Charlie this season, he can do some pretty special things with the ball. The fact that he scored, I think it's like 11 goals this season. Um, so he's obviously capable of scoring you know, from outside the box. Um, and I think and I think one of the bigger things you can kind of talk about with young players is have they got, like, the character to walk into a first team? I think Charlie does. I think, you you know, you watch the way that he plays the game. Yeah. He's got a certain kind of arrogance about him. And I think maybe when you're a young kid and you get picked up by Manchester United, you probably know you're good. You know what I mean? Because there's not probably that many bigger clubs in world football than Man United. So, you know, when they show an interest in you... And they give the thing is, they, they, didn't, they didn't say to him to leave. They offered him a new deal, but he came to Rangers. So it's not like they were saying, right, you, you can go. 
Yeah. He didn't want. He didn't want to stay because he thought I can go to Rangers and I've got a better chance of first team football. as he's seen it? So I don't see any reason why you shouldn't be around about the first team squad, even end of this season or next next season for definite because he has the ability. What's your thoughts? I mean, obviously, come the summer there'll probably be some changes at Rangers at the academy. What's your thoughts on? Rangers looking at the English market, you obviously do some some work in that area and you obviously know a lot of the players. Like, do you think that's an area that Rangers could maybe get some some bargains or maybe one or two players who could develop quicker here because maybe they would get an opportunity to play? I think you I think that as you look when you look at Bassi how well when he first came in, I thought there's not really a player there, but because he looked very raw and I didn't really know what he was doing, but he's developed yeah. into a decent left back, good centre back, well, a good left back and a good centre back, and he's proved his, proved it, proved me wrong anyway. So, and you also look at uh, you know, Tony Weston with Chase, for Charlie McCann with Chase. So, there's players there, and there's going to be players for the English market released in the summer because some English teams are cutting their cloth due to finances and stuff. But there's a lot of good players there. I mean, Chelsea have got hundreds of players, so have Man City, so many ah. boys in their academies who's never going to reach their first team. But are just there because they try and sign up all the best players from my area. So there's going to be guys here who are good enough to come into the Rangers Academy and do really well and who knows, make the first team. So obviously, hopefully, Ross Wilson and the, the scouting staff keep an eye on everybody. They probably will anyway. They'll probably know who's going to be releasing stuff because they'll get note of that. But there's a lot of good players out There's a lot of good players in Scotland as well, will it? People seem to, uh, as you've you done best the rest of night and you, you watch the games and there's a lot of good players in Scotland that sometimes people overlook just because they're playing Scotland. Scottish football is not as bad as people think it is. There's one of the questions for CGM. Thanks for that. I was trying to you know get back into my WordPress to try and find the answer <laughs> to that, but I'll be scrolling into the other laptop here. Um, so the top goal scorers in the midfield area, uh, Ross McCausland, is on 13. He's a winger, so if you want to count him as a midfield player, then he's on 13. Cole McKinnon's on 11. Alex Lowry's on 11. Uh, Charlie McCann is on 11. Aaron Lyle's on 9. Yet again, another winger. Kane Ritchie Hosler's played like fullback, centre midfield, winger. He's got 6. Charlie Lindsay's got 4. Uh, Darren McAnally, who's one of the 18s players as well as Charlie, he's got 1. Um, and I think that's it. So the kind of top goals going to midfield players, if you want to count in the wingers, it's Ross McCausland's on 13. Um, I think if you can score more than double figures for a midfield player, that's a pretty good season at any level, in my opinion. Yes. Um, and I think that's a that's something that we need to add more in the first team as well, without a shadow of a doubt. Um is that counting Lowry's goal for the first team? No, that isn't. Um, that's just purely for the B team this season, mate. Um, that isn't including the first team. So that's he's basically scored 11 goals for the B team in League Cup and friendlies if he's played in them. Not all the players have played in these kind of friendlies or bounce games. I mean, there has been some some bounce games this season um, where they've kind of shifted the squad about a wee bit. Um, for instance, we've played like Edinburgh City, Albion Rovers, Burnley under 23s, still in Albion, Fleetwood. We've played Cowden Beef a couple of times, Man United under 23s, um, and we played Clyde as well in a friendly. So we have kind of played quite a few friendlies this season. Um, but I still think that when you hit double figures, it's not bad going for a midfield player. Um, let's see if there's any other questions. We got. Yeah, look, I mean, this is. 
this is why we're kind of touching on that subject. Yeah. But obviously, can a player in the B team replicate that for the first team? It's obviously easier said than done. It's okay scoring goals in the lower league, but could somebody like Charlie McCann give us 10 goals? Could, you know, somebody like Alex Lowry give us 10 goals? Do you think that's feasible to look at either one of those two players and say they could give us that over a season in the league in the Cup in Europe? I think they would because when they're in the first team, they're playing beside better players for the kickoff, so they're going to have chances created for them. They're two talented football players, and we've seen with Alex, he knows the position he's TP in. He's there to score for the first team, and he didn't look out his depth. Charlie would be the same, so I don't see why we shouldn't. I mean, a couple of people mentioned Diallo in the comments, which to be was a waste of signing for my United on loan when you have boys like Tony Weston. Charlie McCann and Alec there. Why did you have to bring some? He's only a young boy himself. He's only going to improve us. Because yeah. just use one of our own young boys and save that loan fee. Do you know what I mean? Because he's not really played since he's came with us. You could put in Alec Lowry there. You could put in Charlie McCann there. And they'd have done probably better. We could have touched on it earlier, Chris. Um, he's obviously had a couple of games now, Juan, at party. I think he took off at half time in the last game, whereas the previous game I think he'd started and then the one before that he'd come off the bench. I think it's still early doors. It'll be interesting to see how Partick finish the season and if they finish in the playoffs. I think if Juan was to play in the playoffs, that would be big. You know, you would find out a bit more about him because clearly these games, the intensity's up. You would maybe potentially see the games on the television as well. I do try and catch the games, you know, if I'm not working and I'm not at a Rangers game, I try to see how the guys are going. Um, I'd watch some of the highlights back of the Rafe Rovers game against Kelly, where I thought Ben had a really good game. Um, I've obviously seen a couple of the air highlights where James Maxwell's been doing pretty yeah, well. He's done well there, yeah. Well, well, really how, how do you think Lewis Mayo's been doing it, though? Because I've seen him a couple of really times. Well. He's done, he's done, he, he looks, at some games, he's the best, Thistle's best defender, and that's why Thistle's got one of the best defences in that league, and he's, uh, he's here every week playing. And well, yeah, I mean, I actually... I, do you think he'll come back to Rangers and make his mark, or do you think he's one of the players I might let go? I mean, it's a tough one. I mean, like Lewis has got another year, I think, on his contract. And I was actually talking to one of the parents at the games yesterday, um, the Queen's Park game, and he said the exact same thing as you. Anytime he's watched Partick this season, Big Lewis has probably been the best player on the pitch. Yeah, Lewis, right. I think, is I think Lewis is 22 now. Might still be 21, but I think he's 22. So yet again, I mean, if Lewis comes back, he's going to want to be part of the squad. He's not going to want to sit in the stand for weeks and months and end. Um, so I think it's a big decision for Lewis and for the club come the summer that we need to look at what's best for the kid, basically. You know, Lewis has had a really, really, really good season for Partick. They've obviously went for League One out of the Championship. They're now pushing for the playoffs in the Championship. So, yeah, I mean, from my perspective... I always kind of look at the player and think, well, maybe he needs to go and just keep playing. Maybe Rangers put a buyback clause in his contract that if he does really well somewhere, Rangers can buy him back for a certain fee, like they've done with, I think, like Zach Rudden and Jordan Houston. I think that was part of their deals when they left as well, if my memory serves me right. Um, Somebody like James Maxwell, I think James will leave in the summer. I guess, you know, when you've got Calvin Bassey there, and obviously Calvin's, had a really good last couple of months at Rangers. I was quite critical of Calvin as well at the start. I thought he was quite raw and a bit naive, but he certainly improved. And, you know, like with James and Calvin not really been that much different age-wise, it probably doesn't make a lot of sense for James to come back and sit on the There's bench. There's been a lot of clubs watching James Maxwell. 
Well, I know some English clubs are definitely sniffing about. I mean, that's kind of something that's been kind of well known now. I mean, I think it's even been in the papers, to be fair. And I would imagine there'll be clubs in Scotland looking at James. Um, and I would imagine that James will probably wait until the summer and make his decisions when everything's on the table to see what the best option is for him. For me, I think he just needs to keep playing football. Yeah. Surely that's what every young boy wants to do is play. You know what I mean? At times we've stunted some guys' growth because we've sat them in the stand for months. You could argue that with Stephen Kelly. He spent the yeah, first half yeah. of this season sitting in the stand, whereas he's basically played every game for Salford. Um, it's a tough one. I think I do think we've missed the boat with some players. I think when you look at that under-18 group for a couple of years ago, guys like Josh McPate, Kai Kennedy, Dapo Mabudi, um, we had like kind of five or six guys who were really really talented, including Nathan and Leon and Kyle, and we've basically only seen Nathan make the first team. Josh had all the ability. Josh was probably one of the best young players in the country and never really broke out in the first team. Kai was outstanding at 18's level, and obviously he's kind of, kind of filtered out a little bit and blown a few times now. So, yeah, look, it's been tough. Have Rangers done enough to promote these guys yet? Again, that's always going to be a criticism. We could probably go over and over and over and over that again in a podcast, but we'll no go back there again. Um, let's have a look at some more questions before we go. Do you think we will see a lot more youth coming in now that Dave Voss's background? Possibly. Um, you've obviously got... Yeah, look, I mean, it's interesting. You obviously come in with the Ajax for like, the youth background. It would be interesting to see what his remit's going to be come the summer. You've got Zeb Jacobs, who's come into the football club to take over from Graham Murty in that same kind of role. Yeah. That would be interesting to see what he does if he implements any change. It's obviously hard to implement that during a season. So it would be interesting to see what he does in the summer because that would be the best time to do it. So, yeah, we'll, we'll look on in the summer and see what players maybe go away for pre-season with the first team. That would be the interesting one, I think. Uh, another question. If Tavin Ballion didn't get injured at the same time when we had Antioch, would Nathan Patterson be at Everton right now? Yeah, that's a million-dollar question, mate, to be honest. Probably not. <laughs> you know what I mean? He might still be at Rangers sitting in the B team. I mean, like, these are the things that can happen in football. When Ross McCrory gets his opportunity, you know, that's that's kind of how it works. CGM saying Kai isn't exactly ripping up. He's not, look, he probably hasn't done on some of his loans, but I'm kind of more going back to that spell where, like, the under-18 team were exceptional. Kai was, ex- was brilliant. Josh was brilliant. Um, even Kieran Dixon, who's obviously kind of, you know, he's had other issues, obviously, but he was exceptional. Leon, Kyle, Nathan, James Maxwell, Nicky Hogarth, Murray Muller, uh, Matty Yates was scoring a lot of goals. He's obviously now doing well for himself. So it shows you how good that group was, and maybe that's a failing in our part that we never got more of that group into the first team. You know, there's a lot of talk at the moment that Hibs, current under-18 team, they're looking to probably get three or four, maybe five of these guys in and around the first team. Guys like Laidlaw and O'Connor are kind of two that's been bandied about quite a bit. They think they should be in the first team. You probably find Wally Hibbs will probably, maybe, I'm not saying they're going to succeed to play, the players will succeed to get the first team, but will be given a chance just because the pressure is different at Hibbs and as at Rangers. And it shouldn't be, but it just obviously is because if he finishes second in a season, it's failure. But we want to see young guys coming through. And I think that's uh, the thing that holds them back because Rangers, you know yourself, a draw is not good enough. You need to win. And I yeah. think sometimes that can be the sticky point. 
Right, I'll go with the experienced players. I'll go with a guy maybe 31 or 32 is experienced yeah, and they're yeah. going with an 18, 19 year old. And it's nothing against the players. It's just because the manager doesn't want to lose and yeah. it holds these players back and it shouldn't really be because if they're good enough, they should be given a chance. No, look, that's, I mean, this is one of my arguments. I mean, I could kind of argue until I'm blue in the face about kind of giving young guys a chance. But at the end of the day, the manager's got to have that trust in the player before they're going to get that opportunity. So, you know, we'll probably find out hopefully a bit more in the summer because I would imagine by then the manager will have a good idea as to who he would like to see progress into the first team or into the first team squad, and then we'll see who he thinks is going to make that step up. Um, let's have a look at what's doing questions there. Paul says, the guys out on loan is always going to be hard for the guys as a new teammates. Of course, mate. I mean, and that's the thing. Sometimes, what was the old saying? Like, sort of out of, like, mind kind of thing. You know, you're not in, like, the manager's thoughts because you're not at the training ground. Um, and that is a difficulty for young players when you're not actually there at the training ground every day and the manager's not seeing you. What kind of reports is he getting back about you being out on loan? That's kind of one of the things that's always been kind of like kind of brought up with me when I've spoke to other people at the club. You know, um, we have a what's Chris saying there? We have a need for some young legs in the last couple of league games. Yeah, look, I think I think that's a fair criticism. Yet again, we have looked a bit leggy recently, and maybe I Chris get it there. Uh, Oh, I say, I mean, there you go, mate. Thanks for that. Um, what basically it's true, isn't it? I mean, like, um, see, when you're away from the football club, you do get forgotten about, you know, that even, even when you're injured as well. Some players are forgotten about, of course. I mean, we obviously you get Nico Cattie, she's out on loan. Most people probably don't see a future for Nico, no, you know. I so, don't. and it's the same with a lot of the guys out on loan. Is Stephen Kelly going to come back and get his, his chance now? It probably seems unlikely, and I hate to say that because I'm a huge fan of Stevens. I saw my. As you know, is Josh going to come back and get a chance? It seems unlikely. The same with Kai, and the same with all the other guys. That's why sometimes going out and loan can be the worst thing you can do, but then sometimes it can be the best thing you can do because it worked out for Alan McGregor, it worked out for Charlie Adam, but for so many other guys, they've went out and loan and it's not happened for them. And then before you know it, you know, like it's over. Um, yeah, look, we do have a guy that basically like goes out and checks on the lone players and reports back. I think also like sort of Craig Mulholland takes in games, and they get they get videos and that sent as well with them. They get ah, of course videos of the and, players' games. Yeah, and also it, it, it doesn't mean they're going to watch them, does it? If no. they get a big European game and that coming up, I know it's but they should be because if you're a put at your club, you should be keeping updates on them. But some of these guys will go out and loan Wally, but if they get regular football out and loan. Some of them might not want to come back because they feel they don't want to come back and use the island, sat on a bench or sat at a, a B, a, the B team and stuff. Because I'm getting a first, even like Stephen Kelly's been there in England. I know it's League 2 so for the aren't they? League 2 or League 1. So yeah. I know he's probably thinking, right, it's not a big club at Rangers, but I'm still, I'm playing every week. I'm playing, playing against maybe decent, I'm playing in front of decent crowds. I'm playing with decent players. And that's what I want to do is play football. And that's basically all these guys want to do. And it's a shame, but I think next season, we have to go and give some of the young players a chance. One player I was going to ask you, and I know he's not on the, you know, the B, you know, the B side, but it's Rory Wilson. How's, he, Rory, been, how's uh, he been doing? I mean, Rory's an unbelievable finisher. I mean, his record at, at, at like the 18s level this year. I mean, uh, Rory for most of this season. Um, I'm just trying to see if I can find the stats here. On he scored for Scotland, didn't he, against England? He scored quite a few goals for Scotland, I think already. Um, let's see. So Rory. 
I'm just trying to see if we can find the 18 top scorers for this season. So Rory for most of this season has been 15. He's only recently just turned 16. He has scored 28 goals. Yeah. But the problem with Rory is because of the new Brexit rules, um, a lot of English clubs are obviously up here looking at the Scottish players, and Rory's probably got a load of offers on the table. So I mean, come the summer, it's going to be difficult, I think, for Rangers to keep a hold of Rory. I hope he stays, but I think when you see some of the clubs that are being kind of you know, looking at Rory, it is going to be difficult. It's obviously going to come down to can Rangers show Rory a pathway into the first team. Um, and since he's turned 16, he's obviously come off the bench a couple of times for the B team. So Rangers are trying their best. But at the end of the day, you know, Rory, uh, excuse me, um, Rory will speak to his family. His agent will be involved and they'll make the best decision for Rory. Um, that maybe not always be Rangers. No. But that's just something you have to accept because... We've signed players for other clubs and other clubs will sign players for the Angels. So it's just kind of part of the game. Right. One last question then before we go. Um, was the five sub rule. Do you think the five sub rule should help Rangers in terms of like sort of promoting young players into the first team? Like, Do you think they should make it mandatory again that you've got to have so many players under a certain age that have come through the club's academy and that then forces these clubs to do it? Or do you not think that's the right thing to do? You can look at it both ways, can't you? It's a good thing to do because there's going to be young players coming through the an academy and the first team to sit on the bench. But then the young player might think, I'm only sitting here because of the rule. And say, I won't merit. Mm. Do you know that way? And it, but I would, I would I, I agree with CGM, I think. There should be two subs should be under 21, I. But you just hope the two subs that are under 21 will end up getting minutes because I don't want, you don't want two guys... Two different guys are weak just for sake of playing two guys he never got on the park because that's that can be pointless for the player as well because they know they're getting stripped and they're getting games. So I think there should be some sort of something in place, but we should be getting something like because a lot of games we played in, in a season we, we won them before even 50 60 minutes a game can be over. So you, should, you bring these guys on, even the cup games, you, you play these guys because that's the way they get game time under the manager. And then, like you said earlier, he can start trusting him because he'll say, well, he played all that game, he played all that game, I can trust him to give him more minutes because I'm never going to get a trust unless they're given the chance. Well, I think that's, yet again, something that I think maybe like the SFL, the SPFL can look at to try and promote young players. Whether they should be there on merit or whether they should be there because you're real, yet again, that would open another debate, wouldn't it? And yeah. also, we're nearly an hour into the pod, so we're not going to start that one. <laughs> um, I know. Well, I just want to say a huge thanks to everybody that's put some comments in tonight. It's been great. Um, we'll try and do another pod after the Rangers-Celtic game at Ibrooks. Um, and we can obviously talk about that. People can maybe bring some points to the table, who they were impressed by, who they think should maybe get an opportunity in the first team. We've enjoyed tonight. The pod's been a wee bit longer than what it is normally, but because it's live and we've had some comments, we obviously wanted to try and reply to as many as we could. Yeah. Um, moving forward, we're going to try and do one every kind of two weeks if we can. Obviously, kind of work-related issues and all that kind of play around that, but we'll try our best to try and get a pod out every two weeks. Um, thanks again for all the views. Thanks again for all the comments. Um, as always, if you can leave us a wee like and subscribe if you're obviously viewing us tonight, and uh, you can check out my page on Twitter, RFC Youth Update, so you can check us out on Instagram as well. Thanks very much, and we'll see you all again very soon. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.